0: Lot Talk Radio. We're awful quiet in there, babe. I checked in this morning with my wife and while I was in the shower she left the room. And she hasn't come back. And she left with the man who had called her. He had his arm round her. He could have had a gun. Like this. Yeah. What would you like us to do exactly? I want you to find my wife. No one will believe him. I hope you know what you're doing, Dr. Walker. <gasps> and only one person in Paris can help him. My wife. Of course! She's about to lead him. You would get your wife, I would get my money, and everybody would be happy. Into a world as mysterious as she is. Stop lying to me! Now! What began as a holiday in Paris became a journey into suspense. Harrison Ford in a Roman Polanski film, Frantic. Hello and welcome to Great Eighties Movies and today we are talking about Frantic from nineteen eighty eight starring uh Harrison Ford, Manuel Senior. Betty Buckley, and uh, I'm joined by Kip. What's Hello. up, man? How are you doing? I think you can say Betty Buckley in an American accent, but yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do the whole review in a French accent. An impeccable French accent. <laughs> yes, I learned from <laughs> Pepe, Pepe Le Pew. Um, but uh, so yeah, this this movie uh, we watched uh, a couple of days ago, and um, and it was uh, pretty good. It's, uh, it's another '80s movie we're going to cover here, and um, before we go into it, we should mention that this this movie didn't do too well in the box office in America, uh, although it did okay overseas, um, and uh, it got very good reviews. Siskel and Ebert gave it two thumbs up. And uh it's gotten some a good score. I think it's got like a an eighty or something rotten tomatoes uh yeah, I, I checked it out as well. It was um, a tw- twenty million dollar budget uh um, I don't I mean this so that was thirty years ago, so that's like more obviously than it is today but yeah that's that's kind of a big budget, I guess yeah me- Go ahead. I mean it's like not an action film even though it's sort of it seems like it feels like the plot of Taken or something but like no one's getting like you know their arms broken left and right it's like
1: kind of subtle
0: yeah and um, and uh, it it it, it grossed uh, 17 million domestically Uh, so therefore and then I think it got uh, uh, you know it, it made a little bit more overseas but I don't know if it even you know made money at all, really. But but in any case, um, it's a Roman Polanski uh, movie um, and uh, starring actually his wife later, he he later married this woman, uh, what's her name? Uh, Emmanuel, after this. And they made another movie together that I saw that I, I don't remember anything about that Hugh Grant was in and Roman Polanski directed it. It was also kind of this movie wasn't actually that dirty. The, the Hugh Grant one was kind of dirty. Really? And she, she, did she like, uh, get a little more naked in that one than this? I, one? I somehow, I, I feel like she does. It's called like bitter moon or something. I, but I, until we were just talking about it, I forgot. I didn't even realize I had seen this movie that I'm now talking about. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's, she's a, um, she's a beautiful girl. Um, as we know, he has a proclivity for the young ones, but, uh, yeah. she's, but of course, I'm sure she's not that. You know, she's got to be 27 years older than she was in that thing. So you know. she's uh, still with him today. Yeah, uh, I'm sure they lead a nice, well, exiled life. Um, yeah, but didn't he didn't he come back uh, to, to to get an award or something? No. <laughs> like oh. would you, would you risk your freedom to pick up some fucking trophy i thought uh, they they relented on the uh, quest for his uh, capture there may have been like a discussion about it but like no i mean i think like it's been in the papers recently as a week ago that they're still trying to extradite him and when and what was the, the the bottom line like he he had sex with somebody who was like 15 uh, younger, and he drugged her. Wow. Yeah. Wow, okay. So there's really no, like, getting around that there's, one. There's, yeah, there's no, like, oh, <laughs> European. I mean, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's fucked up. Oh, <laughs> uh, Roman. And I think anyway. it was Jack Nicholson's house. I'm almost, yes, I'm almost positive that. Damn, man. Well, and so it wasn't even, like, consented to. It was just, like... <laughs> It was. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it was. I certainly not something I want to just like speculate about. But like, I know that the victim is like, you know, kind of willing to just forget the whole thing. But that it's not her call. Right. Right. Okay. Well, um, I guess that's It was that supposed for him. to be a model. It was. It was as shady as shady could be. So anyway. Well, getting we'll we'll we'll, this is, we'll evaluate the movie on the merits uh, without speaking yes. after that. so um, he's no Bill Cosby, okay? Let's put it that way. Maybe, <laughs> but at least in one instance he is. But uh, maybe well, maybe he, he had, was never like thought of as Bill Cosby. It wasn't like he was the beloved uncle of America. He was this kind of like you know um, weird French director who made horror movies. We should say that um, in Europe, there is—they don't have these kind of age restrictions on uh, on things. There's like at least in Italy and, and, and France, they—it's they, like you can have sex with somebody who's 13, and it's not a big deal. So is I mean, not? is that true? I mean, yeah, is that legally the case? I I think so. Um, I think they don't they don't give a shit. Um, but I'm not positive, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm going to, like, look at my sagats or whatever, my, you know, before I act on that. Yeah, that's not, uh, <laughs> please don't take my word for so, it and go over there. So, Be like, well, I heard this but, podcast. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Exhibit A. <laughs> so anyway, we are, um, we're going to go through the plot here. I have, um, you know, some notes I took while we watched the movie so we can kind of work our way through here. Um, is there any background information that you want to mention before we get into it? Um, I would say, well, uh, Roman Polanski's, uh, who we've just been talking about, it, also made very important movies like uh, *Rosemary's Baby* and *Chinatown*. Uh, and chi- and the guy who wrote *Chinatown*, uncredited, like, had wrote some of this or did a rewrite of it or something. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, this is a nicely uh, woven plot. Um, it's uh, It unfolds, you know, as a nice mystery. You don't really know what the hell's going on. You don't know how this thing is working here. But uh, a lot of things seem to be thrown in as red herrings. Like, anyway, this guy is basically um, coming to France with his wife after 20 years. They were there in 68 um, on their honeymoon, and uh, now they're back. Uh, he's giving a lecture, but they're also kind of, celebrating their um 20th anniversary. So the, the 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 though there is a luncheon that he has to go to right when he tries to get in, that he wants to blow that off and just do the lecture and his goal is to spend the entire, you know, next 24 hours just banging his 20 um his wife of 20 years in a hotel room. Um but things get a little screwy when uh realizes first that they realize that the suitcase that she, her suitcase is not the one that uh she um brought over it's somebody else's there was a switcheroo um but let's get into first we we see them um coming in a taxi and there's a there's a flat and uh they um then were you know that the, the they get into another taxi. They finally get to the hotel, so they're kind of, like, tired at the... And they really don't want to go anywhere else. Um, they call their kids, and they um, make sure everything's going good there. Um, there's, um... Uh, <laughs> the first taxi's breaking down. That's nothing to do with the plot, which I think is kind of interesting. Why? Yeah, it's just kind of... Yeah, it's just an interesting thing that it's just kind of like the day they're having, you know? Um yeah. And shit's and, already not going right. Like, right, it's a harbinger of something fucked yeah. up, I guess. Um, he's taking a shower. Um, he's uh, she. She's like, I'm going to order some croissants and, and room service. And he's like, All right, go ahead. And he's taking a shower. And while he's in the shower, she receives a call. And in this call, um, she we don't hear like he does a great job of of you know you know when you're you're. Somebody's trying to talk to you in the shower. You can't fucking hear them. You're like, wait till I get out, you know? like, I'll, You almost, like, just ignore them, you know? And that's what he's doing to his wife. He's just like, yeah, whatever. So she's just like, yeah, no, 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 you know? And then she, like, goes outside and, and, and figure, you know, uh, responding to who's calling. And uh, he thinks, you know, he's still talking to her while he's in the bathroom. Um, meanwhile, the doorbell rings. He's like, you going to get that? He's, like, half-shaved. And uh, she doesn't answer the door. Finally, he goes to the door, and uh, it's some—it's uh, the room service. Um, and he he brings the trays, the uh, bring puts the trays out on the bed, and he thinks she'll be back right away. Maybe she went to get some ice or something like that. But he falls asleep because um, you know, obviously, he's a little jet lag, and uh, he gets woken up by another bell. And that bell is these toiletries that she had asked for. Um, and he, he's just like, holy shit! It's been like an hour or something. I don't know. Maybe it's been like forty-five minutes. And um, where the fuck is she? So he he looks around. He doesn't hear. He goes downstairs. He talks to the uh, uh, the the uh, concierge. As they yes, as I over the concierge. There. Yes. And they and the concierge is just like, well, you know, I, when did you start? He's like, well, I just got on. He's like, well, where's the guy that used to be here? He's like. Well, he left. You know, he went home, and uh, they're like, "Well, let me talk to the manager." And The manager comes and is like, "Listen, uh, my wife is gone." Like, and instantly, they're giving him kind of like <laughs> little snickers, like you're looking for your wife. Oh. But uh, they they call. Um, they, they try to call the may, the concierge guy that was there earlier in the day, and uh, his kid wait, um, call <laughs> answers and says like, "Oh, he's he's asleep," and they're like, "Well, you got to wake him up." And the guy just kind of hangs up on him. He's Like we'll call later. So it's a dead end right there. Um, they um, he he does get a call from the people there uh, that uh, want to uh, that he's going to give the lecture to, and they're like, "Can we move it up to three o'clock? Yeah, whatever." So we keep getting these little calls from, and that's another red herring in this whole thing. Is like this lecture thing, like, is there something going on? Are they they involved, you know? But with his wife's disappearance, we don't know. Um, So he goes to the bar that is right across the street, and he figures they can see who comes in and out of the hotel. So he asks the bartender, have you seen this woman? And he has has this ridiculous picture of his wife, like, holding somebody, like, sideways. I don't know. It's like... Kind of a funny, goofy picture of his wife that he's like showing around, which is instantly like putting him in this position like a, of a goofball, you know, like it kind of just adds to the whole like of his situation. Like, this is the only picture you have of like your wife, just like this little stupid, <laughs> yeah. Thing. And she's like one of five people in the photo, and right. And he's like, You see this lady, and then this guy with a bandana and like kind of looks like Zach Galifianakis is in the bar, and he's like, I, I saw her she was taken into a car She and then like they take her two men. And, uh, he's just like, what are you talking about? And like the bartenders like kind of like, don't no, listen to this idiot. You know, <laughs> he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's like, no, I saw her. And he's like, takes him to the spot where she was, um, taken apparently. And he looks down and he sees that she left her bracelet, uh, or like it was like, you know, dropped there. And, uh, so it's kind of the evidence that, Yes, she was there, and she was taken, uh, this guy. Um, so he um, he goes to the police, and the police are just, like, you know, very nonchalant, very just, like, your wife, she's missing. And he's instantly, like, you know, they're making little jokes and snidely snickering, and it kind of reminds me when I was arrested, like, how, like, the co- like my life is being ruined here, and and, like, yeah. the cops are just, like, laughing and making jokes about what they're going to do later, you know, it's like, Meanwhile, like, my life is over, you know. But uh, this is, like, kind of, like, it reminded me that for him. He was, um, he just, like, you know, starts yelling at them. And they instantly get, like, a stiff back about the whole thing. They're just like, fuck you. Like, we, we, we don't have to do this, you know. We don't usually do this. this is, we're doing this for you, you stupid American, you know. And so they instantly give him some attitude. Um, they um, They cut his picture, right? Is that what they did? They cut his picture, um, and Yeah, cut they her cut out her his... head out. Yeah. Right. And they hand him back <laughs> the picture. The mutilated picture. With her cut out, which is kind yeah. of a symbol of his life at this moment. His wife has just been cut out of his life. Um, uh, so, he, he, um, he's, he's kind of like instantly thinking like, look, this is a kidnapping. She was probably taken, you know, like with a gun. And he starts like showing um, them like, you know, this is how she probably was taken. And, and they're like, well, we can't necessarily, if we do find her we can't necessarily disclose like where she, you know, that where she is because she might not want to be found. And they instantly kind of imply that, you know, maybe uh, she just ran off with somebody. And he's just like, what are you talking about? Like, and he's like, Well maybe she met somebody the last time she was here and uh you know he's like I was That like, was twenty years ago <laughs> Yeah like in sixty eight is just like he's <laughs> instantly getting like really pissed off and he's just like um uh, so so then he goes to uh the gym where the old the concierge that was working during the day works out and he's talking to this guy, and this guy like kind of seems kind of gay. I don't know, maybe, but uh, I, I don't know. He's just kind of looking at him like, "Yes, I would help you." And then he says, "Oh, yes, I saw her, and uh, I spoke to her, and she asked for some toiletries, and then she left with a man." Um, and uh, he called up, and I guess he he called up for the doctor, and she went down, or I, I'm not sure what the situation was. But he said that uh, this man put her arm around him and, uh, her, her and took her out. Um, it was, a, and he describes the man as a tall, well-dressed middle Eastern man with a mustache. So he goes to the embassy, uh, the American embassy, and there's this big line. So it's just kind of like him coming up against these, you know, all this pain in the assery here. Um, he, he, he says it's an emergency. They're like, it's an emergency for everybody, which it probably is, you know, like all these people. I don't know why. I don't know why all these people are trying to get in the embassy, but they are. So he finally gets through this big line and um, uh, he's, he, he's he's they're giving him the same rigmarole that the cops are, you know, to filling out all kinds of forms. Who's this actor in this that's playing the um, John Mahoney. He was the the dad on Frasier. Yeah, he's awesome. He Uh, is always awesome. Yeah. He's instantly just like, you know, a a bureaucrat. He's like, listen, there's nothing we can really do. Like, this is their country. Um, And, like, seems like a nice guy, but at the same time doesn't give a shit at all about, like, do you understand (laughs) what I'm saying? (laughs) like... Yeah, it's awesome. So he's just, like, getting more and more upset here. He's just like, find my wife. And he's just like, well, you know, maybe you should talk to our security officer. So they go to the security officer. So the security officer is like, "Are you rich? Are you involved in politics?" And and he's just like, so "This is a missing person." He's like, "This is not a missing person. Like, this, she was kidnapped." And that's where he just like does the pantomime of her being like All taken right. out. With this, uh, he puts his. Uh, he's like, yeah, maybe he had a gun, and he's just like, you know. And it's almost like they're just, like, looking at him like he's a clown. Um, So, and she's, like, maybe she wanted, and somebody suggests maybe she wanted to go. And she's, like, well, maybe, you know, it's, like, that's not my way. So maybe you're talking about your (laughs) way. That was was with the Americans he says that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he says that at the, um, the, um, I know. I thought he would say, I kind of remember him saying it to the police, but I have it written here where he says okay. it. no, oh, I believe you. So anyway, so back at the hotel, um, he's, he he eyes that suitcase, which is the wrong suitcase. He thinks like, okay, well, maybe there's some clue in there. So he busts open the suitcase and uh, it looks just like a random suitcase. I mean, but there is a, uh, a there's like a Statue of Liberty replica. There's a little he, that's like blue parrot, and then there's a um, with a blue parrot uh, matchf- matchbook. Matchbook, in the matchbook is written Dede, and uh, he he calls the number. He leaves a message. Says uh, please call me, call me back, whatever. Um. So he finally he decides to go to the blue parrot at the bar. And uh, he asks about Dede. He's like, asks the bartender. He's like, you know where Dede? Can I speak to Dede? And oh, there's this Jamaican guy there. He's like, you looking for Dede, man? I give you Dede. Dede not been here for two days, but I can help you. You looking for the white woman? He says, Yes, my wife, the white my wife. lady. The white lady. Yeah. Yes. And uh, <laughs> he's just like, Yes, you. You've seen the white lady? he's just like, yeah, yeah, come with me. I'll show you. And he goes into the bathroom with him and basically gives him a bump, which he takes. He snorts it. <laughs> yeah. And then he um, actually buys some coke from this guy, I guess, to ingratiate himself. And he's like, look, here's a hundred. I'll give you another one of these if you give me Dayday's address. So he gets Dayday's address. And. When well, he does uh, the cocaine, because he's a doctor in the physician. And so? you see, and you see after he does the coke, he puts his finger to his nose to, like, you know, try to brush it out. And then it's, at some point he gets, like, bored doing that, and then he, like, snorts it even harder. Like, he goes from, like, trying to get it out to, like, trying to get it in. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, it's a nice little thing, because it kind of adds to the whole tension, because he's, like, now he's all coked up and frantic. And pissed you know? off, yeah. Right, and maybe this gives him, like, the courage to do the rest of the movie, which is pretty, he does some crazy shit in this yeah. part. So it may be that, like, this kind of gives him some motivation here. Um, yeah, so he's like, so so he goes and... Uh, he gets his address from the guy. Yes, then he goes to the address, he rings the bell, there's no answer, and the door is kind of ajar, so he walks in. And he sees Dede on the, in the kitchen with his throat cut. And he goes to, he's like, holy shit, like, oh, fuck. So he goes to the answering machine. He plays what's on there. He plays a bunch of messages from some, some chick in French. He doesn't understand. And then his, he hears his own message there. I guess he takes the tape um, probably because he doesn't want his own voice on there. <laughs> he'll be implicated in this murder, it looks like. I mean it's yeah, I think to, he also wants to know, you know, just it's like perhaps the key to the puzzle. Yes, of course. But also it's like, you know, it sucks to st- to walk into an apartment where somebody's been killed and no you're the first one to find him yeah. because, you know, instantly you're a suspect. But <laughs> you say that like it's happened to you five or <laughs> six times. <laughs> yeah, it, it has. Um no, it has. but uh, anyway, so he gets the tape, he um he comes back to the hotel, they're like, Yeah, there's been a couple of calls from for you but they would not leave a message. Um he asked the concierge she's there, um it, now is this the next day or something? Because the con the, the the guy that was at the gym is now there. Um, um I don't know. Couldn't it have been like now it's the night shift? Yeah, that's a good point. He never sleeps. Right, I mean, so he he doesn't I, go back to sleep after his wife's getting back. I guess so. the guy was just like going home and sleeping, and then maybe he's working the night shift. So so yeah. he so he goes there. The late the the concierge that was at the gym is there, and he asks the guy to come upstairs with him. He plays the tape for him, uh, and he translates it. Um, it. But when he goes into the room, um. He sees a do not disturb sign on there, and then he sees that his his room has been completely ransacked. Um. So, now, actually, after he, um, we should say though, when he looked through the the suitcase, he he, after he took like the two things, like they asked for the suitcase back, and they took the suitcase. So the suitcase is no longer in his room. So when they yeah. ransacked it, they couldn't—they didn't find the suitcase because it had already been collected by the um, the, the airport or whatever the, the hotel people that were working with the airport. So, so, so the room is ransacked, and I guess they didn't find what they were looking for. He he listens to the message. The message is like, "Hello, I've arrived. You know, um, I have no clothes. I left the suitcase. I have no keys." And and so there's a second message, and then the third message is, like, kind of angry. It's like, where the fuck are you, Day-Day, you know? And so the Day-Day's apartment, and he kind of stakes it out. And all of a sudden, this uh, punk rocker-looking French chick comes comes to the door. Um, Day-Day, where are you? And then she instantly sees the dead Day-Day, and she starts screaming. He, um, to calm her down, like... <laughs> tackles her and like puts his hand over his, her mouth and just like listen you know it's like I don't know how the hell she trusts him at this point I mean it looks like he killed Day but uh, um, he's just like I have your suitcase and she's like so you have it give me my money <laughs> so pay me that's all she seems to care about um, and he's just yeah, like no it's you, like you a pick- refrain in the movie that she yeah. wants her money right you picked up the wrong suitcase were you on flight 862? She's like, yeah. She's like, well, I want to see your ticket. I don't know why he's so insistent on seeing your ticket. Like, she's still alive, but whatever. So they go to her apartment, and she's willing to just take him to her apartment. Uh, yeah, the phone, that kind of movie. Yeah. <laughs> the phone is dead in the apartment because he wants to call the hotel and see if anybody calls. Uh, but it's dead because her roommate didn't pay the bill. Fucking mm-hmm. beach. So the uh Rain is somewhere in some other country um so he she she shows him the ticket and he's just like well where's my su-? and she's like where's my suitcase um and she's like uh i, I she's like i, I guess i put it she put the um wife's suitcase in a locker um and he and he's just like well who hired you and she's like daday and he's like, who hired Dede. She's like, I'm not gonna tell you or it's like I don't know or whatever. I think she implies that like it's some bad people. Um and he's just like, What did you smuggle, dope? And she's just like I, she didn't really know. What the hell is that? So anyway, uh so so they're um and they're driving to the airport now to find her suitcase, I guess, or find the suitcase that uh he gave back to the airport, um, and and he wants to he wants the people he notices that they're being followed and he kind of wants to talk to them and I don't know why he's like stop stop I want to talk to these people and then I guess he just doesn't I mean I, I they end up at the airport and they get the suitcase um, that he had turned in. Well, they don't want to talk to him. She does stop. He gets out and they just drive away. So oh okay, that's what happens. Um, so. So when he's at the airport, he sees some people that he knows, some people that are going to be at the lecture the next day, and they're all, like, eyeing her and being like, what the fuck are you doing with this chick? Where's your wife? And he's just, like, acting all distracted and, like, doesn't really know what the fuck's going on. He takes out the matchbook, and all of a sudden, the coke falls down on the ground, and she kind of hides it for him and, put, you know, slides her foot onto it. But then she just, like, grabs it and leaves. <laughs> With her suitcase. Um, and um, there he, she, he's busy kind of talking to these uh, idiots that are going to meet him at the lecture the next day, and he chases after her, and she's, she has no money, so she can't get out of the uh, parking lot. He pays the parking guy, and um, one of the uh, people that know him is like, you're looking for your little friend, you know, implying that he's... Uh, you know that he's he's having an affair or something like that. So then, so then he gets a call. He um he gets back to the hotel and there's a call from a Dr. Alan Bear for the slides for the lecture. This is just a, some other bullshit that really has nothing to do with the story. It's just like this guy, you know. And I was I was so sure watching it that I, I was so clever. That all going to be about that. It's because it was like a lot like The Fugitive somehow, um, right. But, the yeah, it has nothing to do with it. Fugitive. Yeah, it all it does come down to a lecture about medical shit. Yes, and and it's interesting because uh, it's like a lot of it's basically a misdirection for the that think like, well, maybe there's something going on here, but it's really nothing. We don't even see him give the lecture. Yeah, um, or, and I think he just misses it. That doesn't like who gives a shit. His wife is kidnapped. Actually, I don't know if he missed it or not because, but I think like. You know, it was, like, early in the morning the next day. Yeah. that. So he theoretically could have gone, but. So it, he it just, does, yeah. they, they go up to the room, and she's just, like, remarking on how messy it is. The police show up, and he's so he's in this ransacked room with this French chick. The police are like, who's this chick? We want to talk to her. And, uh, he, and they're like, we just have a few questions. And he just kind of uh, blows them off and says, look, everything's fine. You know, like, don't worry about it he just knows they're not gonna help him so he almost wants them to just butt out. they um, they like I'd like to talk to, we'd like to talk to the girl and he's just like listen have some discretion he basically just like plays like this chick is uh his mistress and, and, and they and they being French are just like oh okay no problem. Like yeah. <laughs> don't worry about it. So so uh he's like, can I have some consideration? So the cop asks about um the the um the tape that he had play that the concierge uh, listened to, and he's just like you know he's just like it's nothing, it's nothing, he just kind of sends them off, and she leaves too the the chick um and and then he calls home, and the kid is obviously you know like having a party there at the at their house, and uh the kid notices that he's really like something's wrong. But he's just playing it off. So this is some good acting here on, uh, yeah, on his. No, part. And, and a and a an interesting scene. You know, he has a fucking family to like be have to be tough for. Right, you know? and he he doesn't want to worry them, so he plays it off and he just gets off the phone. Um, he goes to the chick's apartment and uh, he has to because there's no key. He has to go in the same way she did, which is, like, going on the roof and everything. But meanwhile, he's got this, like, um, suitcase with him with all these weird things in it. Um, And uh, he just totally gets fucked up on the roof. The suitcase, like, breaks open. Like, it's kind of a symbol of just, like, the day he's having, man. It's just, like, a big mess. He has to take his shoes off, and they just, like, fall and roll off the roof. And he just has to, like, go barefoot now with, like, and and climb into the room with everything that, all the contents of the suitcase now scattered, teetering on the roof. Uh, But it looks like a bunch of meaningless junk, so who gives a shit? Um, He goes into the chick's apartment, and uh, he sees that she's being questioned by two men. Uh, They're being very aggressive with her. They're grabbing her hair, asking where the fucking suitcase is. She's just like, I left it in the locker. And... um, and and then so he kind of busts in and, pre- and starts yelling and pretends, he takes off his clothes and gets in the bed and pretends that he's just, like, been sleeping there the whole time, like he's her lover. And he just, it's just an interesting thing that he decides to do here. He just decides to be, like, uh a, a, I don't know, like, just a, a drunk American, you know, and starts, uh, fuck, I want you to get the fuck out of here. And they basically just kick him in the face and knock him out. But then yeah. they leave. They leave and kind of threaten her, and 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 they're they're on their way. I guess they don't want to have any real trouble with this guy. She, he wakes up uh, to this uh, band playing. He's in a different place. Um, he's just like, how the fuck? And and it's like he's trying to get them to talk to her, and they're just ignoring him. You know, like he he just goes up to this band, and they're like playing, and they just act like he's in, totally invisible. <laughs> Which probably is just like Totally frustrating to him Like they're just like Grooving out in the music And he's just like Hello And listen uh, You know What's going on and they're just like They act like He's not even there Finally uh, She's there And she's like Well my friends Brought you here What do they do They just like Pick him up And carry him there I don't know But uh, He's he's now there He's just like um, She's like Oh I, I called the hotel And they said That your wife Called twice He's like Holy shit so he goes back to the hotel. Um, the, he, the The phone is ringing just as he's about to get in the room. Like he misses the call, which is like very frustrating. But then they call right back. They're like, "We have your wife." He's just like, um, "And and uh, and he." Oh yes. So so he's they're like where's the suitcase. So he's like I got the thing you want. I mean, does he know what they're after? At this point, he doesn't know yet. No, he's uh, just bluffing. Well, okay, he's like I got the thing you want. Right. So he goes back to the roof. Oh, that's right. He hears the um people that are roughing her up in her hotel talk about a statue. So he starts summons with that statue of the Statue of Liberty, which is now sitting in the on the roof like just about to fall over the edge. Uh so he goes back to her apartment and uh, gets to onto the roof and tries to get that uh, thing and almost like she dies almost trying to get it. She's like hanging off the roof and he helps her up and that thing falls to the ground and breaks open and in it is like some little circuit uh, thing. Um, yeah, it looks like a I mean, that's a movie prop. It looked like it took 10 minutes to make like a a D-volt battery with like two wires sticking out of it. Right. And it's, like, painted black with, like, a lightning stripe on it or something. Yeah. So so they go to the rendezvous spot that they agreed upon on the phone call. And uh, finally we see his wife in the car. And we're like, holy shit, like, this is it. Like, they're going to make the exchange. Everything's going to be fine. But all of a sudden, like, she decides, oh, no, first I want my bread. Where's my bread? So she kind of fucks change. And as as she's demanding her bread, Some other dudes come in and start shooting. Aren't they cops? No, I think these dudes are like Israelis or something, or like Mossad. Like they're they're like it's like Arabs that are basically hired day day to get this thing, but there's also like Israeli Mossad who are who are basically trying to thwart it because they're like, you know, I guess you know they don't want these Muslims to have this uh, device. Um, Isn't it, I mean, it's a weapon or something, right? It's a triggering device for, like, some nuclear missile or some shit. Um, so so um, they shoot, and there's a big shootout, and one of them gets shot, and, and, and they start... So they have to, like, run and, and um, chase after these people in a car with a dead guy in the driver's seat, which is kind of a funny uh, situation. They, you know, they kind of clownishly ride around town with this... Uh, dead guy. She, she takes his wallet, um, you know, cause she's kind of like, like she just wants money, but whatever. So they, um, they chase these guys with a dead driver. They don't find any, they, 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 they lose them. Um, he, he gets into a, a bar and he calls the embassy and they're, you know, still like acting completely brain dead. He finally just, is just like tells them to fuck off. <laughs> They're like, how do you spell the bar that you're at? He's like, S for shit. And he just fucking hangs up. So then... um, Well, they also uh, ask him how he spells Paris. Is that what you said? No, he was like, I'm at the cafe, whatever. Yeah, but then it's like maybe the cafe Paris. And the Uh. guy's like, how do you spell Paris? And it's like he's (laughs) just straight up fucking with them. Like, you know, like this is what we think of you. I guess, yeah, they, he, he, I guess he starts explaining what's going on and, and they're just like, oh, that's nuts. uh, but they do go out and meet him. Um, yeah. so they they um, so she's, they're going through the dead guy's wallet. They see that he was born in Cyprus that, uh, and he has a, uh, card, a business card from the nightclub called a touch of class. And, um, the embassy guys show up at this bar, uh, and uh, he's like, "Who's got my wife?" They're like, "Well, we don't know, but we think that there's we we have some intelligence that some Arabs are trying to steal some triggering device, and we think that this may be what it is." And and he has it. He has it. And so they give it. They show. It. He shows him the thing, and they they. They're like, oh, thanks, give it to us, we'll take it. He's like, no, no, he's like, I need this, I need to get my wife back. If they don't give a shit about his wife. Yeah. They're just like, well, we want this thing. And so there's a big struggle for that thing, and uh, she pepper-sprays all of them while they're struggling, including him. And um, he, he manages to get him away, and he keeps the device, and they run off. Um so basically, they indicate that yeah, this thing is a very valuable detonator or some kind of thing that is is crucial for um sending nuclear missiles so it's stolen by the manu- is stolen um from the manufacturer and and smuggled using this chick um, so they go finally they, they the two go to touch of class nightclub as a couple and they they give them. The credit card from they give the um, the the matri D there the credit card from uh, the guy's wallet. They're like, "Do you take this card?" And they instantly recognize. Okay, these guys know something. So, meanwhile, we see the scene where they're like, "She's dancing all weird," and he's he's like trying to play it off too, but tell that he's not very comfortable dancing this weird dance with this chick. But um, he gives uh, they finally they. Um, They're all watching him, and and, um, (laughs) the guy shows up and is like, yeah, we still have your wife, doctor. And uh, do you agree to make an exchange? And uh, so they they, they set up a new rendezvous point. um, Back at her apartment, he tries to just give her the money that she was supposed to make with this deal and get her out of this because he realizes, like, Look, I can't make this exchange with this chick. She's a, she'll fuck it up again. So he tries yeah. to pay her off and then go alone. But then she ends up c- coming along anyway. And uh meanwhile, she gets she refuses too. the money even though she's just been asking for money the whole movie. Yeah, she's like I don't want your money. And it's just like, all right. I guess she just wants it from these people. Um yeah. So she comes she's in like and uh principal. She his wife is on a boat at this point, and, uh, they make the exchange, and she demands the money again, um, and then there's, a, the cops show up, and then there's a big shootout, um, and she gets shot, and she, um, and the wife, he rescues his wife, and meanwhile, there is no, he doesn't even give over this detonator, because, uh, they run away, because the cops are there, and she's bleeding on the ground and that she's trying to save her he's trying to save her and uh that's it she dies yeah <laughs> so that's the deal like she and that's the whole movie and like basically they were and he's like you want this thing and, and they're like yeah thanks can you give it to us like the embassy guys are there at this point and he just like chucks the thing into uh the water he tells it's them the to same, fuck off i believe it's probably the Seine isn't the Seine river oh the Seine river yeah Yeah, it's probably not pronounced Seine but (laughs) I've never really been to Paris yeah so you know good little movie there you know just wraps up pretty quickly you don't even know what this was it was also kind of funny I mean it was like it moved right along and there were like some weird laughs It it was like like Taken or something it's like much more serious and heavy than this movie was. Yeah. So I, I liked it and I thought that um, uh, Harrison Ford played his, you know, usual, like, kind of... Sure. Yeah, like outraged doctor. And and this would be a role that he would kind of play in a lot of different movies. Like, this kind of outraged righteous indignation. Um, so, so I thought that um, he, his performance was very good and... Especially when he was, like, um, just dealing with these French guys. Like, he just kind of had this, like, rage against the French, you know. <laughs> yeah, so which hilarious. is not, like, hard to relate to. I don't care if you're French. <laughs> it's, like, just <laughs> just feeling like people aren't paying attention to you when you need to be paid attention to more than any time in your entire life. <laughs> right, right. And they're very, you know, they're just, like, totally blowing him off, like, Oh, people's wives leave them all the time. Yeah. So, Kip, man, thanks. I appreciate you going through with me. Is there anything else you want to say about it? Uh, no, I I too liked it and, and would would recommend it. And uh, yeah, I might check out some other. I mean, uh, apart from his pervy ways, Roma Polanski made some cool movies. I guess. Yeah, he's a he's a good director. Yeah, um, and, and he has some good misdirection here, so it made you guess through the whole movie until finally you know cuz i was thought i when i when he first opened up that suitcase i was like oh this could be a red herring like the suitcase means shit here you know yeah. but <laughs> and it did a good job of like sh- like you you when he opened up the suitcase it really didn't look like there was anything in there i mean if there was like a bunch of drugs in there you know you think something but just like looked like somebody's random suitcase from like a a trip to to you know that came went to uh, america and came back with some stupid souvenirs and a bunch of shit so um, that's the deal, man. And um, thanks again, everybody, for listening, man. And thank you, Kip. And uh we'll you're be, welcome. We'll be we'll be back with another great '80s movie when we get a chance. All right, man. Talk to you soon. Top. Yeah, bye. Peace.